Chapter one of part two of the Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee, Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred, by Francois Rene de Chateaubriand, part two, chapter one. Paris, September eighteen twenty one. Revised December eighteen forty six first political movements in brittany brief view of the history of the monarchy my political education was begun by my residence at different times in brittany during the years seventeen eighty seven and seventeen eighty eight the states of this province furnished the model of the states-general and the particular troubles which broke out in the two provinces of brittany and dauphiny were the forerunners of those of the nation at large the change which had been developing itself for two hundred years was then reaching its limits france having passed from a feudal monarchy to the monarchy of the states-general from the monarchy of the states-general to that of the parliaments and from the monarchy of the parliaments to absolute monarchy was rapidly tending to a representative system by means of a contest of the magistracy with the royal power the mopo parliament the institution of provincial assemblies with the right of individuals voting the first and second assemblies of notables the corps plenière, the formation of large bailiwicks the admission of protestants to the full enjoyment of civil rights the partial abolition of the torture and statute labour and an equal partition of the burthens of taxation were successive proofs of the revolution which was in progress the whole of these facts however were not seen at once each event appeared like an isolated accident there exists a spirit of the times in every historical period by looking at events from only a single point of view we overlook the rays which are converging from other points to a common centre we do not go back to the concealed agent which gives life and general movement as water or fire to machinery for this reason it has often been supposed on the breaking out of revolutions that it would be sufficient to break a single wheel in order to prevent the torrent from wasting or the exploding of the steam the eighteenth century which was an age of intellectual rather than of material action would not have succeeded in effecting so speedy a change of the laws and social institutions had it not found the proper vehicle in the parliaments and especially in the parliament of paris these became the instruments of the philosophical system every opinion dies either powerless or mad unless it has found a habitation in an assembly which gives it power strengthens it with a will and furnishes a tongue and arms thus revolutions always have arisen and always will arise from bodies legal or illegal the parliaments had their cause to avenge absolute monarchy had wrested from them a usurped authority over the states-general forced registrations beds of justice and exiles by rendering the magistrates popular drove them to seek for liberties to which at heart they were not sincere friends they demanded the states-general not daring to avow that they were only aiming at legislative and political power for themselves in this way they hastened on the resurrection of a body the inheritance of which they themselves had obtained and which by its resuscitation would immediately reduce them to their own special functions the administration of justice men almost always deceive themselves as to their own interest whether they are stimulated by wisdom or passion louis the sixteenth re-established parliaments which compelled him to appeal to the states-general the states-general transformed into a national assembly and speedily into a convention destroyed both the throne and the parliaments by condemning to death the judges and the monarch from whom justice emanated 
but louis the sixteenth and the parliaments pursued this course because without their knowledge they were the instruments of a social revolution the idea of the states-general was then in every one's head only they had no notion to what this idea led the question with the multitude was to increase a deficit which the humblest banker of the present day would undertake wholly to remove a remedy so violent applied to an evil so slight is a clear proof that the people were being carried on towards unknown political regions in the year seventeen eighty six the only one in which the financial condition of the state was already proved the receipts amounted to four hundred and twelve million nine hundred and twenty four thousand livres the expenditure to five hundred and ninety three million five hundred and forty two thousand deficit a hundred and eighty million six hundred and eighteen thousand reduced to a hundred and forty million by forty million six hundred and eighteen thousand savings in this budget the king's household is given at the enormous sum of thirty seven million two hundred thousand livres the debts contracted by the princes the purchase of chateaux and the depredations of the court were the causes of this excess it was intended that the states-general should assume the same form as in sixteen fourteen historians always refer to that form as if states-general had never been heard of or the assembling demanded since sixteen fourteen in sixteen fifty one however the orders of the nobility and clergy assembled in paris called for a meeting of the estates and there still exists a large collection of the records of acts done and speeches delivered on that occasion the parliament of paris at the height of its power at that period were so far from seconding the wishes of the nobility and clergy that they dissolved the assembly as illegal which it was and since i am on this subject i am desirous of remarking another important fact which has escaped the notice of those who have undertaken to write the history of france without a proper knowledge of it they continually speak of three orders as essential to the constitution of the states-general now it frequently happened that bailiwicks appointed deputies merely for one or two orders in sixteen fourteen the bailiwick of amboise did not send representatives either for the clergy or the nobility the bailiwick of chateauneuf en timere did not send representatives either for the clergy or the tiers etat puis la rochelle lauraguet calais chatellerault omitted the clergy and montdidier and roi the nobles notwithstanding this the assembly of sixteen fourteen was called the states-general the ancient chronicles stating the matter more correctly when speaking of our national assemblies either say the three estates or the bourgeois notables or the barons and bishops according to the circumstances and attribute to all those assemblies so composed the same legislative power it happened in all the different provinces that the tiers though possessing the right of being represented and being summoned did not use their privilege for a reason not always observed but very natural the tiers had got complete possession of the magistracy and driven out the military it reigned with absolute power except in some parliaments of nobles as judges lawyers registrars clerks etc it made the civil and criminal laws and by the aid of parliamentary usurpation it gained the privileges even of political power the fortunes honour and lives of the citizens hung upon its decision all yielded obedience to its decrees every head fell under the sword of its judgments when therefore it was already in the possession of unlimited power what need was there to go and seek for a useless portion of that power in assemblies where it only presented itself upon its knees the people metamorphosed into monks had taken refuge in convents and governed society by the influence of religious opinion then people metamorphosed into tax-gatherers and bankers had taken refuge in finance and governed society by money the people metamorphosed into magistrates 
had taken refuge in the courts and governed society by law the great kingdom of france aristocratic in its districts or its provinces was democratic as a whole under the direction of its king with whom it maintained an admirable understanding and preserved an almost uniform accord this fact explains its long existence a completely new history of france is still to be written or rather the history of france has never yet been written all the great questions referred to below were particularly agitated in the years seventeen eighty six to eighty seven and eighty eight the heads of my fellow-countrymen found abundant materials of excitement in their natural vivacity in the privileges of the province of the clergy and the nobility and in the collision of the parliament and the estates m de calonne who was for a very short time intendant of brittany had increased these divisions by favouring the cause of the tiers etat m de montmorin and m de thiard were governors too feeble to give predominance to the court party the nobility coalesced with a parliament which was noble one while it resisted m necker m de calonne and the archbishop of Sens, at another it repressed the popular movement which its first resistance had favoured it assembled deliberated protested the commune or municipalities met deliberated and protested in an opposite sense the particular question of hearth-money by being mixed up with general questions increased animosities and in order to explain this it is necessary to explain the constitution of the duchy of brittany End of chapter one